0: In general, you get a good bourbon on the nose, neat, um, but it's not a, yeah. It's not quite nose typical with caramel or vanilla for sure. Um,
1: no. I have a feeling this will be even better with ice. Okay. Go ahead.
0: Nose on the ice, slight berries. Hmm. Ice made this colder, man. It's a little chillier.
1: Huh. Yeah. It's been a while since that happened.
0: <laughs> it's crazy. Welcome once again to Chill Filter, the podcast where we drink whiskey so you don't have to, but you probably should, and you probably are, and that's why we like you. Thanks for joining us this week. On this week's episode, we've got a new whiskey that I know nothing about. And you know what? You've heard me say that before. You've heard me say it pretty much every single time because I don't know the most about the most. But anyway, we got Blue Run on the episode this week. Uh, looking forward to getting Cole's notes on that, see what he has to say. And other than that, the only other business we have is hit us up on patreon.com/slash chill filtered. Uh, and, you know, we got lots of awesome tiers. Cole uh, careered out with the manliest man there is. A bunch of samples Manly. to listeners. We're getting ready, we're getting geared up to start endeavoring into the world of YouTube and doing some live yeah. samplings with Patreon listeners. So uh, I do believe it's the $10 tier you got to hit to be a part of that at this point. Is that correct, Cole?
1: That's right. All right. At this point, yep. The the other people have, uh, have worked their way up by being the OGs, if, but if you can be an OG by being a $10 tier or more. There you go. To get the drink-along samples.
0: If you are an OG member of patreon you have uh-huh. been grandfathered in so you're good to go but at this point on yes at the ten dollar tier you get to join us on the youtube samplings uh if you're under that you know what that's still awesome too man we'll, we'll send you out some stickers we get my we have this flask. where's flask at we got the flask that's 20 yeah is that 20
1: that's 25 25 yeah. and we have uh what else we yeah, have the got. cool chill we have stickers, stickers. we have uh, the decanter we have the chill filtered sign uh, the bar sign, stuff like that. And they all compound on each other. If you get, like, if you're at a $10 tier, you get the glass, the whiskey glass, but at the $25 tier, you still get the whiskey glass, and then you get a flask.
0: And some stickers. That beer
1: may, may not be full of whiskey.
0: But you know and what? And some
1: stickers, and shout-outs.
0: The biggest thing, though, if you become a Patreon, and it is likely a correlation not and causation, if you become a Patreon member, you become one of the best-looking people that we've ever met and gosh darn it any person yeah. would be lucky to have you win their lives so lucky there you go so hit us up on patreon.com slash chill filtered uh the, other than that the general yep. business is hit us up on instagram we'd love to talk to you love to get to know you uh see what you think and as always cole will probably carry the conversation and i'll just creepily watch along <laughs> in the corner so that's it for the business let's get to the podcast cole how you doing buddy
1: Excuse me one sec <coughs> oh, great time good great now that i've gotten timing. that out <laughs> i know well i was like should i wait No. so yeah now i am clear yeah doing well man i uh today was kind of crazy i right before we started recording uh, one of my really good friends uh hit me up and asked me to he's engaged he asked me to be his best man nice. and i'm like me
0: best man Poor, like I don't know I was like, so blown
1: away by that yeah who can't find a better man <laughs> um and um so yeah that was that was uplifting nice. that was uh I did not expect that and you know he's a great friend he's like solid friend um but I was just blown away I thought basically what it comes down to is that I, I you know being like 31 these days I you kind of get you kind of give up on that, like even just being <laughs> in a wedding party. You're just like, no, all my, you know, uh, people, all my friends that aren't married don't consider me that close to be in the wedding party. So I was just blown away. That was crazy. Nice. Uh, otherwise, it's been a good week. Uh, it's been raining a ton here, oh. which is crazy. It's like monsoon season which uh in Arizona can be something crazy. There there can be really crazy storms in the summer and during monsoon season. You can even get I don't know if I ever mentioned this before. I probably have, but there's something called a haboob which is a <laughs> yeah, it sounds it's, it sounds like last week's episode. Um but um I love how for the record, I love how Miles Ferguson was like, "Yeah, me and uh his wife were listening to Patricia this last week's episode." Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah him and patricia yeah so they were listening to uh last week's episode he's like yeah that was probably the most juvenile episode you guys have (laughs) ever done and uh and so uh but anyway um yeah haboobs are a meteorological (laughs) phenomenon where it is like basically a wall of dust like it's like one of those apocalyptic dust storm wall like coming into a city um so that can happen i haven't experienced one yet but they happen here
0: okay
1: uh we've gotten close to it like we've seen some windstorms like actually in the past two weeks there's been the strongest windstorm i talked about it with the uh my raised garden but yeah crazy r- wind and rain lately so nice. uh, that's that's cool so, i guess
0: uh, do you ever get like haboobs back to back like two haboobs together oh no <laughs> okay well, if you ever do... Uh, I'm sure it's
1: possible. <laughs>
0: keep me abreast of the situation of the haboobs. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: that's great. Uh, no, it's so, not. Yeah. yeah, life's
0: good. Good. How's, how's, no, how's it's the, good. How's the babe doing? How's baby Beck doing?
1: Oh, she's great, man. You, sl- you know, you... they say at this point, she's only four weeks old. They say at this point, her smiles aren't indicative of joy, but they're usually indicative of farts. Um. But I'd like to think she's smiling at me. So
0: hey, you know, yeah,
1: that's what I love. You know, uh,
0: given our humor, if she's still smiling at farts, that's a fun time, man.
1: Yeah. So and she'll love me. So
0: yeah, yeah.
1: So it's been good being a Is good. Last night was hard. She. It's not that she was like crying. She was just making a lot of noise last night, uh, and so <laughs> it kind of kept me up a good good majority of the night. It felt like. Um, but you know, tis tis the season. The last two nights before that were great. So um yeah, I uh I'm, I'm enjoying life, getting through work. Work is work has been good, uh, but also like a weird transition to like have the baby in the house, work from home and all that stuff. Um, but you know, eventually we're gonna get her some uh you know, child care and stuff, so um we'll figure that one out. But yeah, life's
0: good. Dude. What about you? What's going on with you? Not much. I tell you one thing: child care is tricky. Like I tell you, this year, I think the biggest thing I was excited about for summer is we worked really hard to kind of piece together stuff to make sure the kids were taken care of and not exposing the yeah. grandmothers to anything. It was just nuts. So like when we hit summer, I was like, I'm just so glad I got through the year without getting my mom, like our mom, sick and like get the kids. Sure. Her. But the cool thing is the twins. I guess this next year, this next school year is their last year before they go into kindergarten, which is crazy. So, oh, wow. We'll, we'll be mm-hmm. uh, in a little extra dough once we're not paying for childcare, which will be nice. Um, mm-hmm. And speaking of noisy babies, babies are just noisy. I remember, like, I was even talking to the girls the other night, looking at pictures of them. And uh, I remember trying to catch a little bit of sleep in between feedings. You get them both down, it was just a constant cacophony of just farts and poops and baby noises, which are super sweet and cute until you're like sleep deprived. And you're like, Oh, can you just keep your bowels quiet? Yeah. You know? So, (laughs) um, no, life's good. It's, it's kind of crazy. So, um, next week we are headed out. Like we're taking the girls to the beach for the first time ever. We're going to go to the Oregon coast and stay with my My mom's 70th birthday was the 5th of July. So we're going to celebrate my 40th, my mom's 70th out at the coast with my sister and her family. And super excited to take the girls to Portland, go to the Portland zoo, which is a really good zoo. So I'm nice. super excited about that. And then we'll get back. I'll have one day off. Oh no! I'll have two days off actually a day, like one full day and a couple hours on a third on Thursday before, uh, I get ready to go to Vegas and I talked to John. John's like, yeah, if Cole wants to hang out with us, the more, the merrier, no big deal. Sweet. So hopefully that'll work out to okay. where you get up to Vegas too. Yeah. Um,
1: and then we can record at least one, maybe potentially one, but maybe less. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it might it might be tricky. To, like, oh man, and
1: maybe we'll just have fun. It's Vegas. <laughs>
0: we might just have fun, but I feel like we got to record too. Yeah, like I'll bring, I'll I'll bring, I'll definitely bring the mic. So I don't know. Anyway, we'll go to. I'll be in Vegas, and then, it is
1: always fun together when we're in person. It's it's
0: a lot more fun. It's fun in general, but yeah. together is more fun. Uh, and then after yeah. I get back from Vegas, I think I have two days, and then Chelsea and I are driving up to Missoula, Montana to go see Wilco in concert. And then nice. we're coming back, and we've got three days, and then we're going to go to Utah. No. Yeah, we're going to Utah. To, who are we going to Utah to see? I can't remember. We're going to go to Utah to see another the show. used. No, but we will be in town that same weekend as the used are in town in Utah. Oh, that's funny. I know. I really do. They're from Utah. They are from Utah. And I kind of wanted to see that show. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so it's like.
1: We did. We. Yeah, we went there that one time. I guess. Yeah, you remember that. They were crazy. I mean, you've had a crazier experience with the used concert than we have, from my recollection. What happened at your used concert? Burt, man.
0: Burt McCracken. No,
1: well, yeah, what happened was he basically. um, It was like a pit right in front of the stage. And it was like pretty well, like, contained in a weird way. And at one point in the concert, we luckily weren't in that pit. I don't want to be at a pit at a used concert, but I do want to be at a used <laughs> concert. Um, and so at one point, he's like, all right, everyone. Everyone in this like pit area, I need half of you to, to just push against this wall to my left, and then half of you to just push against this wall to my right. And then when I say go, you're just going to come at each other the and just, like, just completely like attack each other. And people are like, I'm out. Like They're just like, Piece, you know, like, it was uh, funny, but you said, uh, if I remember correctly, he like did like a 17 foot stage dive it or something yeah, like that.
0: He was at the gorge and he climbed up the, the light rig and it was, That's crazy. it was, it was, well, cause the, it, that was probably like six, seven feet back from the the crowd and he was probably, he wow. was at least 10 feet, if not 15 feet. And he just, and that was back then coked out days, and he just fell into the crowd. It oh, was yeah. crazy. I did. I can't remember what show. I think it was it was either the Vandals or it was Pennywise or I think it was the Vandals. I saw the Vandals and they did uh-huh. the same thing where it was the the Braveheart where the crowd splits and they just come after. They just run into each other. Yeah. Have you ever mm. seen the Vandals live? Well, no, no. Those are. I'm not a no. huge fan of the music, but they are one of the most like they're so fun. Like one of my favorite shows. Oh, that's bands. great. Yeah. Good shows. I, for sure. Uh,
1: when the funniest story from that concert as well was um it was taken a long time between the opening band and when the used came out and heather leans over and she goes release the McCracken <laughs> and i thought that was hilarious
0: oh speaking of the kraken kind of excited i believe tonight is the nhl uh, expansion draft for the seattle kraken and ovechkin ah. is on the market and he might be a Seattle Kraken, which would be kind of fun. I might actually buy his jersey if that happens. Nice. Yeah, cool.
1: I didn't know you watched hockey. I
0: in, I really do enjoy hockey. I just don't have time for it. It's like because it's like it's like NBA and semi like it's just like games all the time. But I do enjoy playoff hockey for sure. Yeah. So. Yeah, for sure. Old time hockey. Move. Um, you entry buzzing anything? No, I'm not. Are you?
1: So it's apparently like. Either international or national oh, scotch, scotch day. Yes. Yeah. So I just, I literally just poured the last pour of my GlenDronach 21. So, okay. Um, so far so good. It's it's like pure raisins. It's well, amazing. I don't it's think... like dense, rich, brown sugary amazingness.
0: Yeah. I don't think I have much scotch on the shelf, but I'm going to go look on our break. When we go take a walk, I'm going to walk over to the shelf and take a look for a little entry buzz. Nice. So we
1: do our neighborhood roundabout walk.
0: Yeah. You ready to go take a walk?
1: Yep. Yeah, I could go for a walk, so let's send it to break. And we're back. And Robbie, what's your entry buzz now?
0: Ooh, do you hear that? Little, nice. little low mm-hmm. i'm having i don't ha- i really like i don't have any scotch on the shelf but i have probably one of the best single malts you can get this is as close to scotchy Scotch as you can get that you would want true i'm having a little del yeah, delbach sure. classic because you know what we freaking love delbach in general so i'm gonna pour a little bit of that
1: yeah and have you opened your um recently couriered delbach dorado i have
0: not opened the dorado so I'm kind of, that's, so that's, good, man. you know, I know I like that one. That's, that's one that's like, <clears throat> so we go to the coast. I might bring that to the, I don't know. I got a couple bottles. I might mm. bring to the coast. My brother-in-law enjoys whiskey a lot. So I'll bring something there. Oh, nice. I just don't know what I'll bring. I didn't know
1: John was into it.
0: No, no, no. Or is
1: it John, I
0: assume? no Okay. My sister's <clears throat> husband, Chris. So. Nice. He enjoys whiskey. Chris. Yeah. What a guy. Dude, he is a good guy. He's a Canadian. He's a Canuck. And, uh. Nice. Yeah, I cheer for the the Leafs because of Chris because he's from Toronto and that's what he likes. So Toronto. He uh, he cheers for my Huskers. I cheer for the Leafs. Um, but not, nice. now that the Kraken are coming, I may not. So.
1: Yeah, he might change everything. So anyway, uh, let's get into so. Uh, <clears throat> Robbie mentioned a little bit of what we're drinking today. We're drinking blue run but specifically we're drinking the blue run 13 and a half year bourbon barrel number two also known as sweet tooth and that's 128.3 proof so uh, but before we get into anything I want to get some some notes a uh, lot of great Instagram conversations this week. oh my gosh you grateful a busy for man. all those who hit us up. Yeah, I was surprised I could handle it all because sometimes it's like overwhelming. But this week was great. Uh, so hit us up. Thanks. For, you know, I'll name a few names: Sean Ciaro, um, Will Barrett, uh, uh, Andrew Loudon, uh, and uh, Marco and Casey. And and I'll throw a big one out for Caleb Olson for taunting the Phoenix Suns and uh, actually winning <laughs> on the other side with the Bucks. So congrats to Caleb for not only being a beautiful man. Um, but for also having his team win the uh, NBA Finals. Congrats. Uh, and then a big shout out to our Patreon supporter, Will Barrett, who provided the sample we're drinking this week. I even got to talk to him on the phone uh, this week. And a nice. solid guy, honestly, who has built some awesome connections. And, and me and Will were talking just about connections in the, in the whiskey world. And connections don't always mean you're getting something from someone Often in the bourbon world, it's the community you build, which is so much more meaningful than the things you can get from connections. So uh, that's a little uh, heartfelt moment with Cole. Um, Do you, anyway, w- we're drinking Blue Run. Did you want to mention, uh-huh.
0: is we you were also c- communicating with somebody else today. Do you want to mention that yet or are we going to keep that? Ooh,
1: let's mention it right okay. now. So two things going on, and I've mentioned one of them before, is that we are uh, still hoping to have uh, uh, the master distiller of um, A. Smith Bowman on in the next few weeks. Uh, we're hoping to record with him. His name is Brian, uh, and uh, we are we have the A. Smith Bowman cast strength already, and we are ready to drink it, uh, but we're waiting to work. Uh, so that we can uh, schedule Brian on the podcast, and that's going to hopefully happen very soon. Uh, I would say the next three weeks easily, and then uh, yeah, we've been, we've had some conversations with uh, someone. Maybe everyone here knows that's I'm listening sure right did. now, listening and his name podcasts. is yeah. the Grease. Yeah. And uh, to be honest, if if I were to say, you know, outside of you know what we produce here. Um, what, if you ask me, Cole, what's your favorite, uh, whiskey podcast, it would definitely be the podcast, uh, that's podcast with a K at the end. Uh, and the Grease is definitely my favorite kind of dude and uh, hilarious dude. We've been talking with him. We're, uh, hopefully going to have him on, uh, at least in the next week and potentially we're hoping to record in the next two weeks. Uh, so hopefully we'll have him on very soon with that. Um, Grease is awesome and uh, hilarious. And has some good taste in good whiskey. And we're hoping to have a fun time with him. So. Uh, and he just won Matt Madness, uh, mm-hmm. ADHD whiskey. Matt Porter's uh, big uh, like tournament competition of like tasting good whiskey. So he is a baller. And so that's all <laughs> I got to say. Those are the big notes for the week. Uh, keep an eye out. We're going to have a blast in the next month. Uh, so yeah, just keep an eye out and ear out. Keep your eyes on the ears of the Monday morning releases.
0: Um, and yeah,
1: of the ears of the, yeah. I just
0: got to point out too, if Cole calls you a baller, you are the ballsiest of ballers. So it's legit. Mm. Yeah.
1: I feel like I called someone a baller recently.
0: You just called the grease a baller.
1: Yeah, but oh, else, oh no, that. no! I literally wrote in my notes. You'll see this later. Yeah, why don't why don't we let it be a surprise? When I actually wrote in my notes that someone is a baller.
0: The word um, of the day. But anyway, let's let's is get to baller. it.
1: Yeah. So so when I was in college, there was a uh, there was a whiteboard at the library, and it was kind of like there was one arrow pointing to the next thing, and so uh, the the first question on the whiteboard was, "What are you going to do for spring break?" And some people are like, I'm going to the beach, or, or I'm going to uh, Texas, or whatever. And then one guy's like, I'm gonna take on the Elite Four at the, uh, like, whatever the Pokemon places where the Elite Four is. And someone's like, Wow, that's pretty sweet. You got all your badges? And like, this is like one arrow to the next comment to the next comment on this whiteboard. And it's like, you got all your badges? And he's like, Yeah, dog, I got all eight. And then someone's like, What a baller. And then the next arrow is like what is a baller and then uh the next arrow to finish it all goes one who balls (laughs) i just thought that was so funny all right anyway hold on
0: hold on let's let's, keep getting distracted Uh a little more digression here uh so this bring it on i was emasculated by my daughter juniper uh and oh yeah nearly speaking of balls (laughs) well and nearly uh uh oh gosh uni what what's it called me castrated by my daughter Inic- finley castrated so yeah, yeah. finley like was jumping up on the couch to cuddle me <laughs> and just knee <laughs> me right in the groin oh, you know, like, well, she I'm, jumped right um, into f- it like yeah. like a, a jumping knee yeah i, oh. I was feeling it and, I, and finley was like what's wrong what daddy why are you upset and i was like uh, finley you got me right in the balls and juniper goes what balls <laughs> daddy <laughs> <laughs>
1: Talk about emasculation right there. Yeah. Oh, twice over. Yeah. so That was fun. Wow. Anyway. That is funny. I love this. I love that, you know, and, and I feel like when I talk to our listeners, they're okay with a little digression here and there.
0: Well, you know and, what? Uh,
1: and that's the kind of stories I
0: love. Yeah. yeah there you go. I was going to keep going, but it's probably a good time to get to Blue Run. Tell me about Mr. Colonel <laughs> Blue
1: Run yep Colonel blue run so this is definitely our first blue Run spirits whiskey on the podcast uh, although I think we may have mentioned blue Run once uh I think I remember this about whiskey world news we one time mentioned blue Run I might be wrong but there might be some familiar things on this uh <laughs> history that that sounded like uh, you'll you'll hear it I'll bring it up later but anyway the word blue run Spirits. Of the day is bomb.
0: Ball. <laughs> hey kids you so in know, 2019 if you hear the word of the day yeah. what do you do scream
1: real loud you text in
0: no oh <laughs> there's a little peewee's playhouse for you oh Wee's playhouse yeah. but the word of the day is that guy's interesting bald. herman paging mr herman you have a telephone call he is cool you there yeah.
1: Okay. I was just I thought you were I thought you weren't done. I thought you weren't done. I was done that. But I thought anyway, I
0: lost you. All right, so Mr. Blue Run.
1: No, you're good. No, I was just soaking it in. <laughs> anyway, 2019, only 2 years ago from when we're recording, a group of friends with some big credentials got together and wanted to start a whiskey company. Some of the big credentials were such as these. A former Nike designer Uh, Facebook's first director-level employee, a hospitality executive, a political advisor and philanthropist, and many more. (laughs) Plenty of bourbon lovers, and even some people uh, that have worked a while in the spirits industry, a company was put together, and that company was Blue Run Spirits, and they needed someone to sign off on these bourbons that they were going to put together, so they tapped the shoulder of a bourbon legend. Jim Rutledge former master distiller of Four Roses and let's just take let's just take a moment to appreciate Jim Rutledge over 50 years experience making good bourbon he has been a master distiller since 1994 and was taught by the great Charles L. Beam Mm. and Robbie do you remember Charles L. Beam yes we've talked about him before
0: I've I'm the worst at remembering, but I do remember some.
1: Almost as cool as Elmo Beam. Um, but anyway, Charles L. Beam was the dude who started Eagle Rare, the brand. Of course, yeah, I knew that. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, I remember that totally. So anyway, anyway, Jim's a baller. Baller. There we go. And uh, I like that. That was a nice I little was I was waiting. Um, I was waiting. So, I was Yeah, I wrote that up in my notes. Jim's a baller. Oh. (laughs) No, either way. Baller. (laughs) And since retiring from Four Roses, he started his own distilling company. uh, And it's the JW Rutledge Distillery. The big flagship product that they have so far is Cream of Kentucky. And they're in the process of making a rye, but it's not done yet. They're still aging it, which is legit that they're not just saying, we have this rye already made while we're like, Still building ourselves up. They're they're still aging their rye right now. So anyway, uh, Jim uh, also does some consulting. And in that way, he is the master distiller behind Blue Run. So based in Georgetown, Kentucky, which we discussed recently. Do you remember what we discussed it for, Robbie? I'm, I'm asking a lot of hard questions.
0: There was a man who liked whiskey there
1: yeah there was how did you know I, it was um i know what what was the mill? it was like a rope making mill, but what did it what was it called again uh something mill
0: i come on man, I can't remember either. do you, are you just teasing me here? do you remember no, 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 I don't
1: remember what it was, oh. but I do remember that it was the Elijah Craig episode, but I forget what the it was like a
0: oh my gosh there mill. was something to it it'll hit, me. and we enjoyed it. And we laughed. Yeah, it was fun. And we laughed. Yeah, and we <laughs> cried.
1: And uh, so yeah, Georgetown, Kentucky. It, so so the big thing about Georgetown, Kentucky, was that not only was Elijah Craig supposed to be from there, the man Elijah Craig, uh, not the brand, because the brand is mostly from either Bardstown or like Louisville or something like that. But um, no, no, it'd be it'd be Bardstown in this case, right? Right. Yeah, 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 totally. Anyway, um, but um, that's apparently because Elijah Craig is dubiously uh, credited with being the father of bourbon, where bourbon began, especially with aging in new charred oak casks, uh, this corn whiskey that they had. Um, And so... So that's kind of the thing. They're like, well, we are from where, or we're at least named after sort of. Like Blue Run was apparently one of the uh, founders. He grew up in that area and called this section of a Kentucky spring that had limestone filtered water. He called it the Blue Run when he was a kid. And so that's why they called it Blue Run. Um, But I don't know if it's actually based in Georgetown. I didn't get to dig too deep into that. Um, But it very well might be. But anyway, that's the, quote, birthplace of bourbon. Uh, The company is very clear who they're targeting with their product. Uh, Younger bourbon enthusiasts. Uh, Their bottle is really elegant looking. And they're really going for a classy yet modern feel to not only the design, but the bourbon, apparently. And uh, and so that's kind of who they're targeting. In 2020, they put out their first release. And it was a 13-year, 113-proof batched bourbon. Uh, Wasn't cast strength. It was in a batch. And it was only 2,600 bottles were released total. And then this year, as we're recording, in 2021, in the beginning of the year, they put out release number two. And it was very different than the first, where there was only 2,600 bottles released. This, in this case, was um, 10 separate cast strength single barrels at 13.5 years old, and according to their website, they were respectively named for each of the 10. Uh, There was fruit and grain, sweet tooth, the honey barrel, toffee bar, straight up black cherry, sweet and spicy, charred to perfection, uh, the big oak, spice it up, and (laughs) the triple. All 10 barrels. Uh, Which brings us to what we're drinking today. We're drinking barrel number two, also known as Sweet Tooth. Uh, So yeah, like I said, Blue Run 13.5 year bourbon barrel number two, Sweet Tooth. Uh, As, you know, the name suggests, this is a 13 and a half year cast strength at uh, 128.31 proof for this specific barrel. Uh, Beautiful bottle. Uh, Really nice rounded bottom Uh, sharp shoulders and really classy lettering and a metal butterfly on the front of the label Uh, designed apparently by this Nike guy, the guy who uh, was one of the Nike designers before he got into bourbon. Uh, This is sourced, uh, but it is all sourced from Kentucky. Uh, We don't know where from, and it makes sense when you have a new distillery that has a 13 year bourbon. uh, It's gotta be sourced. Um, but, yeah, we don't know where. Kentucky. Uh, undisclosed Mashville, too. Yeah, Kentucky's the answer. <laughs> yeah. That's about all I got. Um, the Total Wine price is uh, the retail. It's not Total Wine. They don't even sell. I couldn't imagine they sell it in Total Wine because mostly it's, it's like, online and stuff. But um, I was talking to Will Barrett, and he was like, yeah, he had to hop online real quick. I want to say it was, like, Sealbox or something like that. But um, he was really, like, quick to, to purchase it. And got like three or so barrels of this release, or bottles of this release, which is pretty crazy, because there's only so many bottles for a barrel proof release from a single barrel, you know thing. Excuse me, I had a hiccup. Um, but um, yeah, retail two thirty. It's super rare. Uh, very likely higher on the secondary market. Will Barrett, thank you so much. Let's crack this open, and by crack I mean unscrew these. Um, Sample bottles.
0: Crack it. More like screw it. Shh.
1: More like Burt McCracken, if you know what I mean. Am I right? <laughs> Friggin' Burt. All right. It all comes full circle.
0: There's a method to our madness.
1: Yeah. We know what we're doing. Totally. Totally.
0: All right. I'm doing the old who gives a dram swirly poo. The old map. Who Porter. gives a... Oh, yeah, yeah. The old... <laughs>
1: I thought you were, I thought you were about to say, who gives a dram Spinjay?" And I'm like, whoa, no, I, was nah, I'm yeah. doing the I like the, spin J.
0: the Who gives a dram there swirly poo?
1: Ooh, really good nose. Berries a little bit. Yeah. I'm glad we're not drinking two different pours. No. That was stressful last week. I was, it was. For some reason. Yeah.
0: yeah. And that's, you know, it's hard, like. To not last, make the podcast episode last forever. You kind of got to work your way through, right? Like, so I, I would say, even on a regular yeah. episode with one whiskey, you know, you kind of you push the pace a little bit. For two, it was just like yeah. I just felt like uh, some sort of addict just shoveling toxins <laughs> into my body. Get that whiskey down your gullet. <laughs> yeah. No, I wasn't. I'm not complaining. I'm just It was yeah, stressful. And to deal with the anxiety, I had to have more whiskey afterwards. It was crazy. <laughs> 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 I had to recover. Yeah. No, this has a great nose on uh, it. Really. Oh, go ahead.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, sweet. Uh, you could tell there's proof there. Mm-hmm. What did I say? It was 128.31. Uh, so, yeah, almost 65%. Uh, good stuff.
0: Yeah, nose wise, Uh, I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm definitely getting a lot of berries, like a nice sweetness too. mm -hmm. Like, you know, berries or apples, it's just kind of that fruity sweetness to it. There is definitely some vapor um, from the proofage, but it also has a nice faint oak to it, which I don't always pick up oak, and I'm getting a good oakiness to this, which I like. So it's, yeah. Mm -hmm. Overall, it smells like a good bourbon. I'm going to go for a sip. Have you sipped yet? finishing off
1: <laughs> mm. uh, wow wow it's where berries meet honey um,
0: in the bushes of a forest
1: in the bushes so this tastes like bushes bushes baked beans no um, I gotta go for another sip um, but yeah I, I'm getting a lot of honey so far A lot of honey. There is a good proof to it. It's not overwhelming, but I think I breathed too quickly on it, which didn't help the taste. So that's why I'm going to go for another. But so far, nice, sweet berries and honey. Uh, Yeah.
0: What do you think? Um, I'm not quite getting the the honey on it. Honey is one I get a lot on bourbons. I'm not quite getting to that honey sweetness of it. Uh, Still a lot of berries. Uh, Speaking of Bush's baked beans, it was a golden retriever. I think I said it was an Irish setter. You were right. Um, and the dog, I think, yeah. died in 2011. So, <sighs> Dang. roll that beautiful bean footage. Oh. This is definitely hot. What a buzz kill. <laughs> <laughs> What's your entry buzz? Definitely not Robbie talking about commercials. Jeez.
1: Yeah, or about passing away golden retrievers. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Look at that, write it down. I get a slight, <laughs> <laughs> back to the whiskey, Mr. Blue Run here. Back uh, to the whiskey. I get a slight, maybe not bitter note, but a strange a note kind of like lingering on the palate. I don't know what it is. It's not.
1: I got to try again. It's not
0: bitter, but this is definitely hot. And I, I don't know. It kind of, I do get a little bit of numbness on my tongue from it. Uh, so not my favorite, mm. like. You know, sometimes that's nice. Tonight, I'm not really feeling the proofage of like that that burn, tingling kind of thing. Uh, so, not my favorite tonight. But sometimes, like, I could go for that. But there's a there is a strange, almost oh gosh, almost like not like bitter bad, but bitter like you would do like like when you make out like it's got some bite angostura type bitters or something like that to like a pay cards almost or something. Yeah. There's something there I'm not quite getting. I'm with
1: you. Yeah, especially on the finish. It's not a sweet finish, mm-hmm. which is weird because the, the front of the palate is pretty sweet. The nose is pretty sweet. But as it like fades out, it kind of stops. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's a good point. I'm curious. So far, I'm impressed but not blown away with this. But mm-hmm. I'm curious what water is going to do to this. So I'm going to pull out my little dropper and my Kentucky limestone water.
0: Kentucky limestone. And, uh, give it
1: the old droppy poo.
0: Um man. So the sweetness on the nose with the water. A little more muted. Uh but I'm getting like a okay. a nutty something else Ooh. on the nose, which I like. Yeah. So sweetness definitely got muted. A little more nutty in general. And then like usually happens when you drop the water, you get a little more vapor too. So I don't know, so I'm gonna go for a sip here. So
1: I think the for the nose with the water for me, something something happened to for me personally, to show the berries a little more brighter. uh, uh white sugar. I wouldn't call this brown sugary at all. It is sweet, but not in a dense way. It's more in a brighter way, like a whiter sugar. Um yeah. So it's it's berry uh, but much more <laughs> Ooh. bright. Yeah.
0: Um, on the palate the finish is way better in my opinion. Almost um mm-hmm. so I think it's it's definitely still got some of the sweetness on the f- front of it. Um but a little bit of that nutty flavor comes into it, and then at the end I almost got like a little like rye cinnamony kind of a thing at the very back end of it. So um not quite that that bitters. Uh, note uh, is there a little bit not as prominent for sure but like I think it's definitely a couple drops of water. So much better with water. Yeah. It's hitting a sweeter spot for sure.
1: Yeah. It's well developed bourbon right here. (laughs) There's some bourbons where you're like it's so young that it'll only go in a few directions. Once you get to like 13 years or so, honestly once you break 12 years you have no idea where this bourbon's gonna go. Hmm. uh, In my opinion. And, uh, especially when it's cast strength, this with a little water really brightened it up in Absolutely. a really good way. The bitterness. Yeah. Like you said, it's still there, but it's so much less there than it used to be with the cast strength neat pour.
0: Well, I think it, it, the um, the rest of it goes in a different direction too, where there's a little more spiciness to it. True. The sweetness is a little more prominent. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, water so far is pretty, pretty good.
1: Yeah. The, the, um, sweetness continues as opposed to with the neat pour where it would just kind of just turn into bitter at a certain point. Yeah. Um and not too bitter, but um that's a rare find. We we always talk about water or ice turning the actual whiskey that we were drinking neat bitter. Uh, but this is this is weird. Like it's rare that you'll see the opposite happen. Mm-hmm. So
0: all right, my bus driver. We need to have one more sip. My bus driver dropped that cube, And then cube. I'll drop a cue. So I already did. Get a little swirliness on it, mm-hmm. a little swirly-poo, the old Matt J. Matt J? Mm-hmm. Spin J. Mm-hmm. The Matt job. Spin J.
1: Spin J, Matt job.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, you got any final thoughts before I move on to the ice? Are you?
1: No, it's uh... still hot, though. Don't get me wrong. It's a hot pour. Um, but a lot more sweet. And um, yeah, berries, um, apples show up a little more with the water pour, in my opinion. Um, not super, like, you know, the, the two biggest notes you get from a typical bourbon are like caramel and vanilla. I wouldn't say either one of those are well represented yeah. in the first two pours yet.
0: Yeah, no, It's I definitely
1: think more bright and fruity.
0: In general, you get a good bourbon on the nose, neat. Um but it's not a yeah it's not quite nose typical with caramel or vanilla for sure um no I have a
1: feeling this will be even better with ice okay go ahead
0: nose on the ice definitely muted slight berries for sure but nothing nothing to write home to mom about let me go for a sip here
1: yeah it's it's definitely hugely muted compared to what it used to be hmm and
0: um ice made yeah. this colder man it's a little chillier
1: Huh? Yeah. It's been a while since that happened. I th- it's
0: crazy. <laughs> Man, have you? Uh, I'm uh, I'm gonna, gonna kind of wait here a second to see what you think first. I think I'll let you talk about ice first because I'm definitely know where I'm standing on the ice. What are you thinking?
1: Um, the ice is weird.
0: <laughs> yep. <laughs> it. Uh,
1: yeah. It. It does bring a bitterness but a whole different bitterness than the neat pour like a real bitterness um it's like a a light what'd you say
0: like the bitterness we typically get not like a bitters bitter, is
1: bitter. Yeah, yeah yeah exactly yeah i'd 100% agree it's um it is uh sapped of its sweetness with the ice mm-hmm. at the end at least in the beginning of the palate it's it's <laughs> a little bit sweet uh, but at the end it like you know sucks it right out of it um Yeah, which stinks. Uh, So, yeah, I'm going to say the water pour is the best pour here for sure. So I went for my second. But I'll see what else I can get.
0: Yeah, I went for I liked my second sip better with ice than I did the first. So go back in there. I get a little Mm -hmm. bit more of the um, nutty flavor, but it's still I mean, it's not like the the water definitely had it as far as the pours go. Um, Mm -hmm. So I don't know. What do you think, Cole?
1: Yeah, it kind of ruins everything. The palate's there, but it's just shut down so quick by the um, finish that's bitter. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend anyone drink this uh, with ice. Yeah. Which is interesting because, like, I, I, I would, if we were to rank this, at least if I were to rank this, I would say water, neat, ice. I feel like that's not a combination we typically get on this yeah. podcast is when water is better than neat is better than ice. Yeah.
0: I know it's funny. Cause when you said, I'm kind of excited to see what this does with ice. I'd already taken my ice sip and I was like, Oh gosh, here we go. You're like, no, oh. but like had, I had not taken yeah. that sip. I'd agree with you. I would have thought the ice would, you know, if the water makes it better, the ice usually adds something else to it. We're like, okay. You know, mm-hmm. uh, definitely doesn't make it worse. That's for sure. It may make it more like, subdued, or just kind of take away the yeah. the edge you kind of want, or you know some of the notes muted. Yeah. But yeah, ice did not go with it. So,
1: so before I give my rating, I am actually gonna pour a little more from the bottle, finish the bottle basically the sample bottle, and I'm gonna ice. Or I'm gonna water it down again with a few drops, and then I'm gonna give my score. But have you formulated anything on your own? Don't don't tell me yet if you have.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm kind of there. Um as you were talking I was okay, going
1: Give me give me a moment.
0: Yeah, I was going back Go to ahead. my water pour. Definitely the best of the group. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. Do you want me to start getting into mine?
1: Give me like
0: 5 seconds to sip this again. 1001 one Mississippi, one banana, one americana. Oh, I can't think of another word. Okay. So, okay, you're good. <laughs> um Enjoyable whiskey for sure, if you can find it, mm-hmm. definitely worth trying. Um,
1: <clears throat> yeah, is it worth two two thirty yet, though?
0: Yeah, I'm not. You know, I I'm not. You know, nothing nothing too special. It, it doesn't hit. It doesn't hit where I want a bourbon to hit. For um, sure. Mm-hmm. Definitely like the berries. Like the like 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 a berry note. I like a nutty note. I like the oak on the the neat nose. Uh, but yeah, for the most part, the the sweetness is mostly on the nose, not on the palate, which is not what you want. Yeah. And, you know, you want it on both when you're having a bourbon. Um, I do like the heat on it at times. Uh, tonight I wasn't necessarily feeling, I wasn't, I didn't really feel like a hot whiskey tonight. Um, so wasn't yeah. really feeling that, but in most occasions it would, but in general, not really what I'm looking for in a bourbon. Definitely worth trying. Yeah. Um, but that being said, there was some uniqueness to it. There was a couple things that stood out to me personally. So I'm gonna give it a seven point seven. Um Okay. I liked it, but uh, you know, I don't I don't know if I would go out of my way to buy a bottle or uh, but I would definitely want to try it if I hadn't tried it before. So seven point seven. What do you got, Cole? Yeah.
1: So I've mentioned before that if you break nine, you usually have to have some sort of hub what <laughs> status. Uh, this is good, but not what. Um, when I think of a berry or even like blackberries or raspberries or blueberries, kind of a mixture or a mixed berry, even, <laughs> um, I think one of the better bourbons you can do with that was one we had with Miles Ferguson actually was Russell's reserve tenure mm-hmm. excuse me, bourbon. And, um, Sadly, that I want to say Russell's Reserve tenure is like in the 60 to 70 range. Sadly, I think Russell's Reserve beat this. Uh, but not to say there's anything bad about this bourbon, especially with the water pour. Like, it's all good. Don't get me wrong. It's all good. Uh, but I do think Russell's beat this in this case. Um, sweeter, more just fruity throughout uh, no matter what like when you yeah so I'm gonna give this an 8.4 okay uh, good for sure ah, you know I could never pay 230 for this um, I might pay I don't know I might pay like 70 bucks for this it's hard though because one it's it's a it's a very rare item and that gets me sometimes I love mm-hmm. rare items. Um, but in terms of the taste, in terms of the palate, in terms of the finish, and all that, um, yeah, sadly, I'm gonna say 8.4. Okay, is the best I can do.
0: Sounds good. So,
1: but but uh, thanks again, Will Barrett. Uh, this is awesome. Like, I would have never tried this without you. So we appreciate it. So
0: yeah, thanks. We'll appreciate yeah. it for sure. All right, man. Well, cool. Yeah, sure. Do you know what time it is?
1: Is it time for Whiskey World News? Yes, it
0: is. (laughs) All right, it's time for Whiskey World News, a part of the show where we sometimes mess up the intro, but going into break. Today... Think we friggin' killed it. Uh, but we read an article and we talk yeah. about it. And we're, you know, Cole, we're actually start we were doing good. Now we're starting to run a little long, so I'm gonna kinda paraphrase here a little bit. Uh, well, re- paraphrase, paraphrase. Baby. So this one comes from Forbes.com, written by Hudson Linden Lindenberger. Uh, and nice. I'm not gonna read the well, I'll read the title, but I'm gonna leave out the name of the, the whiskey. From Bootstrap to Booming, this whiskey is one of the fastest growing spirits on the market. What whiskey is it, Cole?
1: Oh, uh, is it like Fireball?
0: Well, let's see, Cole. One of the hottest new brands <laughs> in the Spirits Market has also been one hottest of the new brands. Screwball peanut butter whiskey. Has tapped into drinkers mm. Zeitgeist and needs <laughs> to explode across America, recently depleting their one millionth Come on. <laughs> their one millionth cask in less than two years. Along the way cask? They age that crap, or one millionth case. Sorry, one millionth case. I said cask. Okay. <laughs> Along the way, it has. Ga- I'm sure it's, it's aged a little bit. It's gonna be aged. no to be in order to be a quote
1: peanut butter whiskey. I don't think you need to age it.
0: Okay. Along the way, it has gathered a plethora of awards and accolades in its position to continue its meteoric plethora growth into the future. At first glance, the backstory of Screwball seems to be too good to be true. It's something that a PR agency would have dreamed up. It was launched in 2018 in San Diego by Steve Yang, Cambodian immigrant with his wife, Brittany Yang, two childhood sweethearts. They self-funded the entire endeavor, a passion project of Steve's, and built the whole brand themselves. Their unlikely story hints the Screwball moniker is an integral component of their whiskey and fuels their messaging to consumers. Spread across each bottle, a message states that the liquid within, dedicated to the misfits, black sheep, and screwballs, and time-wise, I'll stop there. But do you have any thoughts?
1: I have a few thoughts. What What was the news source again?
0: It was from Forbes.
1: Shame on you, Forbes. <laughs> um, so, so here's the thing. is we've talked about this before, is that in order to be a whiskey, you have to fit certain parameters. In order to be a peanut butter whiskey is a whole different set of parameters. It's not like, they're not not just adding the word peanut butter to the word whiskey. It is a three word phrase now. And Screwball is technically not, even though they call themselves a whiskey, they're not. They're a peanut butter whiskey. And don't get me wrong, I've had it. And it's delicious and sweet. And, you know, uh, almost like maple syrup mixed with peanut butter. And it's great. And it'd probably go really well with ice cream and all that <laughs> stuff. But it's not a whiskey. And so it, it, I feel like, yeah, like shame on you, Forbes, for, for yeah, calling it that. Or not calling it. Yeah, because they did say it was, what was the title again? Uh,
0: screwball peanut butter is one of the fast, screwball peanut butter whiskey is one of the fastest growing spirits on the market.
1: Okay, so they didn't say one of the fastest growing whiskeys on the market. Because that wouldn't have been correct. It's like it's like Fireball. Fireball doesn't fit the parameters of whiskey, being at least forty percent. Fireball is thirty three percent, so it can't be a whiskey, but it it is a cinnamon whiskey. So it's weird how these things work. But then, secondly, I actually recently saw a good documentary. It was called the The Donut King, and it was about Cambodian um, uh, immigrants that started uh, the biggest like donut. Um uh, like basically not exactly a franchise, but like the biggest donut like kingdom on the west coast. <laughs> and it was a really good movie. So if you're into Cambodian Cambodian immigrants, check out that movie. And Donut uh, Kingdoms. Great movie, actually. Yeah, and Donut Kingdoms. Yeah. It was actually it was pretty good. Okay. Uh, so that's that's my two thoughts is uh watch the Donut King and then uh, that's not a whiskey. So
0: what do you think? <laughs> I think my favorite part here is it says, it's something that a PR agency dreamed of. up. It was launched in 2018 by Stephen A. A commending immigrant and his wife, uh, well, hold on, the self-funded entire endeavor, a passion product of Steve's. And I like to think that like, when he met, <laughs> Project. he met Brittany, she's like, hey, like I like reading <laughs> books and walks on the beach. And he's like, uh, I've got a dream of peanut butter whiskey. I got a passion. <laughs> That's great. Uh, so, anyway, I just, I do good for them. Like, it's pretty cool. And honestly, yeah. like,
1: yeah, good for you guys. I, I, and it's doing well, you know? Is. We're still hearing about Screwball after all these episodes. I
0: think the big reason we hear about Screwball is anytime it comes up in articles, I like to bring it up just to hear you go, ah, it's uh, okay. So, here's the thing. <laughs> whiskey is this all right that's not that so yeah yeah. that's that all right dude
1: and as i push in my glasses further up my nose i'm like listen here man whiskey (laughs) is this these parameters
0: all right well we're we're running along it's time to switch over here to uh what whiskey would you choose and uh last week we talked about if you won 204 bottles of scotch what scotch (laughs) would you choose and uh Cole was quite the... We some good ride-ins. Yeah, Cole, you were quite the baller. And nice. you won 64% to 36% with your Ardbeg Oogadol.
1: Wow. Yeah. It was close for a while,
0: though. But it ain't now. And uh, I went with Highland Park yeah. 18. Uh, some good ride-ins here. And there's a lot of Scotch names in here, and I can guarantee I'm going to butcher them. But anyway, uh, the Bourbon Badger went with Buna Hobben 12 or 18, if he's extra lucky.
1: Well-pronounced.
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah. JP Mont, uh, John Montero with McAllen edition number one, so I can finish at least one bottle in the shower. And you have McAllen one, right? is that what you're butt chugging?
1: Yeah, so I actually gave it to John when I finished it with him. I love that answer.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then Malton Barley went with Balvaney 25 year triple cask.
1: They were thinking good answer. Yeah,
0: Jason present with just yeah, he went with glendronic uh good answer as well bryce marita b underscore side lagavulin 16 and he's going to share it with nick offerman and speaking of which i nice got that bottle of the is lagavulin 11 With is it eleven? yeah with
1: the uh guinness cask finish yeah with the
0: nick offerman yeah so i, I got that bottle for uh I, i'm gifting it to my good friend and patreon listener and so dang good looking his wife stephanie's so lucky to be with him uh but gonna give that to the, to him. So uh, anyway, the Nick Offerman one, uh, and then Miles Ferguson five eighteen, Kilted five eighteen nice. went with. Uh, he went with the same bottle as Cole with the same exact logic, and he messaged us and he was like, "Yeah, I love that." He like not only like the way he laid it out, went through the exact same thought process with his wife, his beautiful wife it. Patricia, who he's so lucky to be with. Yeah, so all of them are lucky. <laughs> um, Everyone's lucky. Marco and Casey went with Talisker embellished pod. It, well, so embellished pod and who was the other one that messaged us that wasn't on the stories? Uh, uh, that was Dramhound. Dram Hound. Both went with the same answer. They pretty much said, whatever yeah. scotch moves the best on the secondary to fund more bourbon. Okay, fair yeah. enough. And then, uh, Wait,
1: but didn't didn't John uh, of Embellish say that as well, or am I crazy?
0: Yeah, so I embellished and Who Gives a Dram? No, not Who Gives a Dram, uh, Dramhound.
1: And, and Dramhound. Dramhound. Yeah, okay, gotcha.
0: But who Gives a Dram said McAllen, 12-Year Sherry.
1: Oh, gotcha! Because
0: sherry mm. butts drive us nuts. So that was they last drive week, us nuts, baby. That was last week. This week, Cole is hiding this. What whiskey would you choose for me? I have no idea what he's coming up with. Yeah. So, Cole, what is this week's? What whiskey so, would you choose?
1: A little credit here goes to uh, Sean Ciaro, uh who just it was it was in organic conversation that he brought up something that blank whiskey. Taught me about this mm-hmm. note, and so some of our what whiskey would you choose will be that of what whiskey taught me about X, <clears> you know, choose your X. But in this case, this week's what whiskey would you choose will be uh, what whiskey taught you about the honey note, oh, uh, like you know, traditional, like good honey in your bourbon or your scotch or whatever. Uh, what comes to mind when you think of a really nice honey note?
0: So here's um, here's the thing, Cole. You were gonna like mm-hmm. I am awful at this. You remember every note from every whiskey, and if you don't no, remember, I forget so many. Dude, these you days. you remember so many of them though. Like you're like, oh, I'm pretty sure it was this episode <laughs> we had that, and it was uh, and it reminds me of this. Yeah. I can't do that. I'm like in the moment kind of a guy, and I'm gonna. But do
1: you remember any that brought you honey?
0: Oh gosh, no, I don't. I honestly, I am awful. do you
1: remember. If it gets thicker in your mouth?
0: I never had rendezvous rye.
1: Ooh, good answer. So you remember what that was? I
0: remember I remember dumb phrase sophomore phrases, but I don't remember like notes that often. <laughs> um So there's there's so you, nothing you that comes first. to mind. You go for there's something that comes to mind okay. that's stupid and it's gonna lose, but you go ahead.
1: No, it's a great answer. No, it's, it's not you see. You'll um, see. My my answer is uh so two uh, one whiskey comes to mind of like when I was like, oh wow, that's the most honey I've gotten out a- after a note. But the after drinking it for a while, there was two notes that came out of this rye. Uh one was uh, a little bit of a nutty, like peanut like note, but also honey on top of it. Pikesville. Pikesville rye. Um I want to say it's over 110 proof. I forget what it is but it's like it's it's hotter than your average rye Um, and it's like 54 bucks or something like that i don't know it's probably between 40 and 60 these days Uh, pikesville rye which i believe is a um, a heaven hill product Uh, it really taught me about a good honey note Uh, so that's that's my answer pikesville rye
0: (sighs) yeah were you gonna say that no, because I'm awful at remembering notes. Now I gotta I gotta start taking better notes so I can remember. Which uh, John from Impelish Pod, I gotta start using that little notebook he got me a little bit more here so I can go back and hopefully figure this out. Um, Ooh, good thinking. Totally gonna lose this because <laughs> this is the only thing the first thing that comes and I know there's so many whiskeys that I've had I'm like. Ooh. Is
1: it McCormick Platte Valley uh,
0: corn whiskey? <laughs> no, it's not. It's worse than Oh, hey, Platte Valley Corn Whiskey is pretty. He's awesome. Is a Buffalo Trace? No, I know we've had so many where I'm, I mentioned honey. I can't remember them, but it is Jack Daniel's Tennessee Honey. So,
1: Ten, I'll count which that. Is That'll work.
0: Which is literally a whiskey where they add honey to it. So like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so these are going to kill me. So I get no, this is this is you might win
1: out. actually. There's a chance. There's a chance you
0: might win. Oh, we might go for the pity vote here, but yeah. So these are going to kill me because I saw so it's calling me out. I gotta I gotta step up my tasting game, my hair a little bit more and remember what I'm tasting. So <laughs> all right. So we'll post that this week. What that's whiskey funny. taught you about the honey note? Is that right? Yeah. Okay.
1: Yep. And, that's it. And what'd you go with again? So, you went with Pikesville. Pikesville.
0: Right. -hmm. All right, and I went with Tennessee honey. Oh, jeez. So
1: now the only last question to ask on this episode is, uh, what do we drink next?
0: What do we drink next? Do we? I I mean, we've got kind of a weird week coming up. Do we even want to throw that out there? We
1: do. We might as well. Okay, and it'll be the next episode that we'll ditch it if we don't. Okay.
0: What are you thinking? Yeah. Um.
1: I kind of want to throw at least one um, John Hughes uh, scent sample over. Okay. Which would be uh, everything from the Buffalo Trace Single Oak Project 115, Bell Mead Honey Bourbon, and Smoke Wagon 12-Year Bourbon Karma again. Any of those stand out to you? So for for the listeners out there.
0: Okay, let's do this. The... Go ahead. I want to do all of them. So we, can we put two of those up? Because I definitely want to do the Smoke yeah. Wagon. I definitely want I really want to do Smoke Wagon. It's been a little while.
1: Let's put it between the Smoke Wagon and the Bell Mead Honey.
0: Okay. Well, wait a minute. Now that I'm thinking of it. Okay. So not that they're similar whiskeys, but newer distilleries that I really have enjoyed that I want to try again. So there's the Smoke Wagon. I really want to do that. Yeah. I also really want to do that New Riff uh with a new riff bourbon, right?
1: Yeah, we have two new riffs. Um, let me look through. Yeah, we have a new riff straight bourbon and then we have I think that might be it.
0: Let's do that. Can we do those two?
1: So, new riff straight bourbon or no, no, no new riff single barrel. And then we have new riffs. So, let's do the single barrel because that's probably more has more clout to it which Perfect. will match up to the um uh smoke wagon okay so yeah the new riff single barrel bourbon which is 10 in this case is 104.7 proof uh and then we have the smoke wagon single barrel 12 year bourbon karma which is has a incredible story to it which will make for a great history when we do that episode so perfect that, Let's do that.
0: Perfect. Okay, I like that. Two distilleries that we've tried that I have not come back to that I'm very excited to come back to, so I like it.
1: Yeah, for sure. All right, so, uh, yeah, hope our listeners had a great time, and I hope you, Robbie, uh, have a great time in Oregon cool. this week.
0: I hope you and I have a good time in Vegas next week.
1: Hey, probably buying tickets tonight, Sweet. and I hope... Uh, We'll have a good time with with John. What's his last name? O'Rourke. Oh, totally, which is your wife's maiden name. name. Yes, 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 yes. But I hope that I can remember things like that in the future.
0: I hope that you do get to come to Vegas and you're able to get a little uh, little sleep for the weekend away from that cute little baby not making too many sounds. But most of all, Cole, I hope our listeners... Oh shoot! Yeah. <laughs> I hope our Go love, on. I hope our keep going. I hope our love of 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 listeners. Listeners. <laughs> I hope Our love of listeners. <laughs> spirited yours.